Good evening, Commanders, and welcome to Lave Radio's EGX 2016 coverage for Thursday, the 22nd of September. Today I ha- only had an hour or so at EGX, well, since I was working through the day, but I was fortunate in that I bumped into a fellow Commander almost as soon as I entered the show, and he very kindly shared his experiences and highlights of EGX with us. Following that, I had the opportunity for a hands-on demo of Battlezone in PlayStation VR, and finally, I stumbled across what I feel could be a gem of the show, with the Wizdish Rover, who can be found next to the FIFA stand in Zone 3. Please remember that all of the audio was recorded in a very noisy environment, so I'm going to apologise in advance for any audio issues. I've literally just walked in the door and I bumped into another commander who also plays the game, but it's now, what, about five o'clock in the evening, I guess? It is, and yeah, I think it's close to closing time now. It's about an hour left, so you could turn up a bit late. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I, I've had work to do, unfortunately, That's today. fair enough. But have you been here all day then? Yeah, we got here about 11 o'clock. We drove up from Bristol today. To oh, wow. Here. Yeah, so. it's quite far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So can you, you know, I've, I've just arrived, so mm-hmm. can you tell me some of the highlights of the show that you've seen? Uh, we were, uh, I'm pretty excited for Gears of War 4, so we went and played that straight away. For what, sorry? Gears of War 4. Gears of War. Yeah. So I'm a pretty big Gears fan, played some of that. We went and saw the, the cosplay show earlier. Aye, the cosplay's was, always awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, we've been checking out lots of the gamers walking around, checking out stores. It's pretty yeah. cool. Haven't really seen much of the show, to be honest, but we've just been <laughs> walking around, just you know. Just, yeah, it's just pretty much. Yeah. If yeah. your friends want to come and say hi as well, they can do. Oh, no, I think they're very <laughs> shy, to be honest. Are they? Yeah, oh, they're nice. all right, don't worry. I'm not that scary, am I? Nah, <laughs> you're right. Um, so, have you had a go on any of the PlayStation VR or anything like that? No, we've been. Uh, my girlfriend actually just tried out the. I can't think of what it's called, where you have the, the shoes and you stand in it and you, you, she was playing VR Pac-Man basically, where you, walk, you have to run away from the ghosts. And, uh, I, I saw a photo of that, Where what stand is that at? It is at, I'm going to have to ask those two, I, I'm, I'm, I should know, I should know. Elliot, do you know what the, the VR thing that Nat tried out was called? Uh, what, the, the Pac-Man VR? Yeah, I can't. It was called. It was Rover, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. R-O-V-R. It was like R-O-V-R. Rover? Yeah, it was like... And... That, okay, yeah. so we're, we're... Where are we? We're in like the very corner. Yeah, we're in the top corner at the moment. So where, where about from here is that then? That's I think it's like that corner. So, okay, so almost an exactly opposite from here. Yeah, okay. it's a lot. So what, uh, what was Rover like then? That. Oh, sorry. It was... Uh, yeah. yeah, it was interesting. I had never played on something like that before so it was really cool. Were you also in a VR uh, headset as well then? Yes, yeah, we were. No sound though, but um, yeah, it was still really cool. How, I've not, I've obviously not had a chance to go on it, so how did you find the walking around? Is it full freeform? Can you run? Um, you can, you're sort of contained in a sort of really small circle that you hold on to, um, so you sort of have that for support while you're running on the spot. Um, but it's really cool, yeah. It feels strange once you get out of it because it feels like you've been walking, but obviously you haven't. So, right. So you're saying you're holding on to things. So I'm assuming you're not going to be able to say, I don't know, play Gears of War or COD or something like that whilst running around. Well, we saw uh, the video that was displayed had a guy holding a gun and walking around. But the guys warned us before it was like an ice rink. Yeah. If you if you're not holding on, you could fall over. Right. So, so you yeah. better be careful. I want to hold a gun. You know. <laughs> Yes. So, any other exciting things that you've had a go of? We played Gears 4 and that was really fun. Yeah, Gears 4. Uh, I played Kingdom Hearts, which I was really excited for. Um, well, we're back tomorrow. We've got loads, loads more stuff on the to-do list, basically. Uh, we wanted to check out Horizon Zero Dawn and Final Fantasy 15. 
Yeah. We're looking forward to it. It's good fun. Well, thank you very much, guys. Enjoy the rest of the show. You too. Hope you've got like an hour left. Enjoy it. So next up is my take on the demonstration that Sony were doing with the PlayStation VR. Now, sadly, at the moment at least, Sony didn't have anybody on hand who was allowed to talk to me. The guys who were working the stand were all very, very nice and things like that. But unfortunately, unfortunately, they weren't able to give us an, an interview. So that said... The game I played was Battlezone, and Battlezone is a game where basically you're you're in a tank, and you go in, and it's like a futuristic science a science fiction environment where you're in a sci-fi based tank, shooting machine guns, rockets, and potentially other things later on, and obviously you're doing that with a VR headset on, and I had headphones and things like that. The control for Battlezone was just using a standard gamepad control. So the thumb, left thumb button was uh, forwards, backwards, and strafing, and the right was the rotate left and right, and then move your cannon up and down. The head tracking was purely your head inside of the cockpit, so just like in Elite Dangerous, the experience felt very natural, as in... I'm a body sitting inside of a tank. It felt very real. What surprised me about the game was actually how good the graphics were. And maybe it shouldn't, because the PlayStation does do great graphics. But this is some kit which, for under 500 quid, I think, is doing pretty damn closely what a £1,000-£1,200 computer will give you. And then, of course, you need to buy an Oculus Rift on top of that, so call it little bit of change from 2,000 quid and the PlayStation VR is giving you that for between five and 800 I guess depending on what exactly you go and get because as I understand it you buy you've obviously got to buy the PlayStation then you buy the headset and then you might want to buy the wands and things like that on top of it and and so on now I can't go into any of the tech stuff because I don't know about it I can't go into what they're doing because you know Sony wouldn't talk to me unfortunately I can say that the headset was very comfortable it was surprisingly rugged I think compared to what I remember of the Oculus Um, the Oculus as I remember it there are velcro bands that you basically tighten up whereas this has a the back of it pulls out and then you kind of click it in and it locks in place um, and very much the same with the screen on the front, there's a little button on the front right and that'll move the screen forwards and backwards to make it more to change the focus length of it um, and it feels a very solid very rugged piece of kit um, I wish I could say about the wands but unfortunately I didn't play with them the screen resolution if I remember the tech specs it is a little bit lower than the Oculus Rift or the Vive, but the graphics were great. But then again, I was playing Battlezone, which is a fairly simplistic, I guess, graphically game, so I wasn't doing anything that's terribly challenging. Uh, It's definitely something I would like to have a look at more. It's something I want to play with, but the experience was incredibly positive, and I really, really liked it, and if I can get a chance to, I might even try and have a go again later. So I'm also going to try and get somebody from Sony who's willing to talk to me about the the PlayStation VR, but I 
wouldn't hold my breath on it, but I'll keep poking and prodding Sony to actually get somebody who will at least speak to us. So thank you very much and take care. I've just stumbled literally into the Wijtish Rover stand and I'm lucky enough to be joined by one of the sorry, one of, one of the founders I'm of the founder. Right. My name's Julian Williams. Uh, I started this actually 15 years ago. Yeah. That's when I first came up with the idea. But we've put a lot more R&D in recently as we've seen VR start to gather pace. So, uh, and we finally perfected a design that does what it says it does and, um, and delivers a result and that we can deliver to customers. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. sorry what, I beg your pardon, sorry, what was that? Um, so, so, so uh, the Wizards Rover is this platform just to allow you to walk and do a simulation run within a VR world. So it means you can go in any direction, you can crouch, um, kind of jump but it's enough to I mean you can leave the ground but what we think is that you'll use the height of the headphone of the headset rather to determine whether you're jumping so mo most of the motions you want to do in, in a open world right so it's using the only it's using the gear VR or I'm assuming it works with Oculus Rift and things as well. Yeah, we're agnostic to the platform, to, to the um, yeah, the video platform. It's like. just an, an additional input key, an, an, yeah. yeah, an additional input device. Device, yes. Yes, yes. In fact, we are emulating a Bluetooth gamepad here. So that's how okay. we work it with the Gear VR. Right. So, what can you tell me about the? Uh, can you describe the? The rig that you've got set up at the moment for people who can't see it, obviously. Yeah, okay. So the, we have a, uh, a, a low a dish, which is about a metre wide, uh, slightly less, about three foot wide, a um, couple of inches deep, roughly, uh, and it's a low friction dish. We made it super low friction, a bit like wet ice. And the idea is you stand on it and you pendulum your leg in opposite direction, and it means you can turn easily. And in doing so, you do a fairly good simulation of walking. It's kind of like skating. Yeah. But the motion is quite similar to walking. You're not lunging as you do in skating. No. But so, so, and after a while, say an hour of doing that, you, you know, you just accept it as walking in VR. You never think differently. And you're wearing custom low friction shoes normally Absolutely. as well, yes? Yeah, that, that's what took a long time to get right, to get the size it. of the dish and then to get the combination of materials and the other you know, scientific elements about it that allow this to work. Um, it's not an easy thing to do. Nobody would believe me when I said it would work. And then trying to get help from companies where, who are only used to dealing with mining, mining or automotive industries. And then you say you want to send on this thing and they just, you know, that, that used to be quite a challenge. Yeah, so, it's, it feels very much, as you said, it's like you're walking on ice or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but it felt, I just played the Pac-Man VR and it felt very natural, yes. although I, I tried backpedaling very quickly and failed. <laughs> yes, I mean, we, we've simplified the design in some critical ways by saying, well, you can only walk forward and you walk in the direction... That would explain yeah. why I couldn't walk backwards. Yeah. And you only go in the direction you're looking. Yes. That, 95% of people don't notice any difference. They get on it and think, that's it. So, so I, I'm 1% that. Well, possibly. Well, I mean, that's... <laughs> a, but the thing is, once you accept, OK, I can do this, most people go, yes. right, that's it. Yeah. They'd rather something that absolutely works all the time than something that pretends it can do strapping and all sorts of things and does none of them very well. I mean, I'm assuming it's not a limitation in technology at the moment that stops it from de detecting if you want to strap or well, go back. There's a couple of things with strapping. One, um, 
Yes, we'd have, you'd have to use further sensors and it becomes quite complicated engineering-wise yeah. to detect that motion because that's a subtle difference between you think you're strapping, but as far as the sensor is concerned, your leg's just moving. Aye. So, and the other thing is that if you were to swing your legs, say, to say I'm strapping, the vision jumps to the right, but physically you haven't, now you're nauseous. Yes. So, so we have to be very careful to make sure. The whole thing is to reduce the amount of simulation sickness, not increase it. Yeah, I mean, I, I know one of the biggest issues with VR at the moment yeah. is, is the disembodied head problem absolutely. that you have when you, yeah. you know, you're walking, but you're sitting down. And, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, obviously, I didn't get any of that in the two minutes I had in the VR. Well, you wouldn't um, have it here because we, we have you standing, yeah. which is good. And I'm if, walking. Yeah, if you could stand, turn and move your legs, your yeah. brain pretty well says, right, that's good for walking as far as you only need cues. You don't need to absolutely replicate them. And if you did, you'd find it much more tiring. <laughs> so we, we don't go for that. We, go, we, we cheat uh, to an extent just to make it enjoyable, fun to use. No, it's definitely, the couple of minutes I had has definitely succeeds in that. It's, it's, it felt very, very natural. I mean, is it... I don't know if you can even say this. Is it sort of working in a, a similar idea as the multi-touch screens or something like that, um, with detecting where you you are? It's much simpler than that. Okay. All it is is a mic underneath. A mic. Yeah. Wow. So it's a contact mic, and basically right. we listen to the how fast you're going. Yes. Makes a bigger sound. That bigger sound is how far we push a joystick forward. Okay. So therefore, you can see it's a really robust, reliable technology. Yes. That's bound to keep working and won't frustrate you when you know one battery goes flat or something like that. Yeah. None of that. That's that. That's bloody genius, if you know what we say. Well, I come from that's over 30 years of BBC engineering, oh, and right. so I'm used okay. to you know public dealing yes. and making sure that technology has to work. Yes. The whole time. There's no excuse really in a studio if you're live and something fails. You know, you have to stay on there. And if you come from that sort of background for so many years, you you know you, you're always looking at how can I make this first manufacturable and secondly 100% reliable. That comes before anything because and safe, of course. Um, but because yeah, there's nothing more frustrating than VR when something doesn't work. Yeah, it's, I know with some of the VR things that if it's not you you're sitting there in your racing car or your cockpit yeah. or whatever and you look forwards and you you're do you're you're moving your body forward and now the new vive and things like that can do that but the the original ones couldn't detect you going forwards and backwards or where your head was really yes. in it just detected the rotation and things that's what they and call three degrees of freedom yeah. which is your pitch and roll yep. and they're on an axis and now if you do sideways, up and down, forward and back, that's called six degrees of freedom. So you'll see six off. Yeah. And that was a big, and that's the rift over there. You see, has a little external camera Aye. that is watching the sensors, the, the lights on the headset, infrared um, lights, and doing that calculation. Now, if you go to um, AR, is going to require what they call inside-out tracking, where the device, be it a phone, the camera looks out, does a point cloud, does a calculation, figures out where it is in space and how much you move. AR meaning augmented reality. Yes. Now, the prime example of that is um, HoloLens, yes. where they have absolutely nailed it by the sound of it. You can move your head as fast as you like and whatever you're looking at, say, rock solid. That's good. So it has been done. And once it's been done, it's going to find its way into mobile phones pretty oh, soon. Oh, yes, I can believe that. Is there anything else that you'd like to say about this? Um, no, 
Yeah. Uh, just to say, you know, part of it works on a psychological trick, which is that you don't remember walking. When you come here, you don't now. You remember where you've been, and so there's not much point in trying to replicate the actual action of walking, because you're not going to remember it anyway. What you need to know is I turned, I moved my legs and I got to there. That's what you remember, that's what's important. And that's the, the psychological trick, as I mentioned, that allows this to work as effectively as it does. And so this, the, the Wizfish Rover, and is it available yet or when's it going to be available? You can get it now. We're currently we're selling it for 399 at the show. Uh, but it's mainly been bought by uh, uh, companies, marketing companies, uh, universities, researchers, um, architects, people like that. Because um, um, boat designers, you see the one up there, they, they're selling yachts worth 20 to 40 million based on using this platform. So they're, what, they're, they're, they're selling the, the yacht yeah. and they're, what, they're doing a, a virtual tour Absolutely. of the yacht by walking around in it. So you can work, walk around your custom yacht before it's been built. Right. Oh, that's, that's that's kind of clever, yeah. I get so, that. So it's been used. So there are customers. You see, real estate, medical rehabilitation that could be used for those sorts of things. Yes. But we're hoping gaming is core to it because even if you're using it for medicine, um, you're using gaming as the incentive to want to do the exercise, which is what they're after. Yeah. So um, so we still see gaming as a sort of core activity for it. Okay, and so if anyone wants to try and find out where you guys are, where, where can they find you? Uh, we're on the web at uh, um, wizdish.com. So that's W-I-Z-D-I-S-H.com. Yep. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed my first impressions of EGX 2016. It was, as I said, a very whistle-top stop tour and it's probably going to be pretty much the same tomorrow. On Saturday I'm going to have the full day and same on Sunday. Um, obviously on Saturday I will also be going straight from EGX to Elite Meet and I might do some recording there. We will see. Anyway, that's us for this evening. So, so until next time, fly safe, and if you can't do that, fly dangerous! Two seconds, I'll be right back.